Good morning. Good morning and welcome to our worship service today. Today is the first day of spring, a wonderful day. One of the things as we've, my wife and I moved to be near family in April from Florida, the seasons were definitely one blended into other, which blended into other. There wasn't much distinguishing mark. And it's wonderful to see the various seasons and the beauty, certainly, that, uh, that I see even as I, I drove over here and look forward to it. Anyway, happy spring to you and uh, more sunlight that we enjoy. Uh, I am grateful that Pastor Dan is taking the day or taking the week off to celebrate his dad's 80th birthday. So it's an important time in the life of, of their family. Uh, you will notice today that there is a focus on the first, first lesson from the Old Testament as I uh, use it as a way of providing special meaning for us uh, at, at this time. And uh, uh, that lesson will be read to us shortly in our worship service. It is my privilege also to consecrate the elements and to lead you and to offer Holy Communion for you and realizing Christ's presence comes to us, and I consider it an honor whenever I have that privilege uh, to provide that for God's people, which is what we all are. And may God bless our worship this morning. Let us rise for the opening hymn as we're able.
May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Lord be with you. Let us pray. Eternal God, your kingdom has broken into our troubled world. Through the life, death, and resurrection of your Son, help conform us to his image, that we may live for others as he did. In his name, your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The first reading is from Isaiah 55, 1 through 9. To those who have experienced long years in exile, the return to their homeland is a celebration of abundant life. God calls them into everlasting covenant of love. Those who return to God will enjoy new life and forgiveness, because God's ways are not our ways. Oh, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you have no money? Come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money, without a price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good, and delight in yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me, listen, so that you may live. I will make you an everlasting covenant, my steadfast, sure love for David. See, I made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and a commander for the peoples. See, you shall call nations that you do not know and nations that do not know you shall run to you. Because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. Seek the Lord, and he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their way, and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them return to the Lord, that he may have mercy on them, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. 
For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. Please join in singing the psalm responsibly as noted in your bulletin. The second reading is from 1 Corinthians 10, 1 through 13. Paul uses images from Hebrew scriptures and prophecy to seek the truth of Jesus Christ. He is our rock, our water, our food, and our drink. Christ is the living sign of God's faithfulness. 
I do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, that our ancestors were all under the cloud, and all passed through the sea, and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and all ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual food. For they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them, and the rock was Christ. Nevertheless, God was not pleased with most of them, and they were struck down in the wilderness. Now these things occurred as examples for us, so that we might not desire evil as they did. Do not become idolaters, as some of them did. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink, and they rose up to play. We must not indulge in sexual immorality, as some of them did, and 23,000 fell in a single day. We must not put Christ to the test, as some of them did, and were destroyed by serpents. And do not complain, as some of them did, and were destroyed by the destroyer. These things happened to them to serve as an example, and they were written down to instruct us on whom the ends of the ages have come. So if you think you are standing, watch out that you do not fall. No testing has overtaken you that is not common to everyone. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tested beyond your strength. But with the testing, he will also provide the way out so that you may be able to endure it. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. Please stand for the gospel reading. The Gospel according to Luke, the 13th chapter. At that very time, there were some present who told him about the Galileans, whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. Jesus asked them, Do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way, they were worse sinners than all other Galileans? No, I tell you, But unless you repent, you will all perish as they did. Are those 18 who were killed when the Tower of Siloam fell on them, do you think they were worse offenders than all the others living in Jerusalem? No, I tell you. But unless you repent, you will all perish as they did. Then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it and found none. So he said to the gardener, See here, for three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree, and still I find none. Cut it down. Why should it be wasting the soil? He replied, Sir, let it alone for one more year until I dig around it and put manure on it. 
If it bears fruit next year, well and good, but if not, you can cut it down. The Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. With distant memories of wanting to be a athlete of note and memories of only being a so-so athlete, I enjoy following sports today And I've certainly been surprised by the Seattle Seahawks trading Russell Wilson and letting go their all-star talent, Bobby Wagner. We will know as the future unfolds how they will fill this void. And yes, I am waiting to see if this will be the year that the Mariners will actually make the playoffs. And amidst all of this local buzz about the sports scene, there is a national buzz that occurs during March, as we well know. And if you follow college basketball, that final tournament is is front and center. And they call it the road to the final four. I think it's misnamed this year. For the road that preoccupies us is the road to Kiev in Ukraine. And they also called it March Madness for all basketball lovers around knowing full well what that means. But the madness in this world consumes us with the invasion of this independent country. And what seems to be lifted up as we watch, possibly in horror, over the news and the television, two words seem to rise up. One is strength, and the other one is courage, as we watch the citizens of that country. But the pain, the pain in and from Ukraine oozes into our consciousness and challenges us to reflect on how we live life together in this world. And we lay it upon this particular time of the church year, Lent, in which Jesus took a journey, took a journey down to Jerusalem. And we draw on the lessons appointed for this particular Sunday that are found in the Old Testament and in the psalm that was sung for us beautifully. I so much want to. I so much want to release those images from my mind, but yet I don't want to either. Forget the sights of the families that have been separated, of mothers and children, of families apart while their sons, their husbands, their fathers have gone off to fight in a war that they did not make. And I ache possibly with you 
uh, also recall the images of the bodies of the children, and in particular of the young mother who gave a cesarean birth, and how that was given a moment of joy, but only to learn a couple of days later that both she and her young daughter were caught in the bombing and killed. There is a longing, there is a longing. As Isaiah says, there is a thirst. There is a thirst for relief, a thirst for newness. And there have been moments of being uplifted by the strength of the human spirit as choirs have gathered in public squares and sung the national anthem of Ukraine, or as a piano player that pulls a damaged piano into that square and plays uplifting music. And yet I am deeply troubled. I am deeply troubled about the gathering, about the gathering that took place in which the center of attention was Putin. Throngs of people in this arena, and he gave reference to a scriptural quote that made me wonder, that made me wonder even further that as many months before, many months before he sat into an Orthodox church in which there was a cross in front of that nave, and he bowed. Was it a political circus? Who am I to judge? But did it have a means just beyond that moment and a reflection within his own heart? It truly makes me wonder. And yet we see over and over the cross being worn by those evacuees that are fleeing that, that bombed out country. In the words of our Old Testament, in the words of Isaiah, it is important to have some backdrop information, some history as to lead into these words. For we see where the prophet is speaking to God's people who themselves were captured by the Babylonians and they demolished Judah and Jerusalem, where their homeland was destroyed and the people forced to leave. Sound familiar? And possibly God's children, whom the prophet was writing to and speaking to, were filled more with skepticism, were filled more with questions about their thirst than they were filling their lives with terms of faith second and even third thoughts of God's providence and care certainly lived within them. Understandable. Where do they go? What do they do with their heart's yearnings and in their thirst? And yet I'm aware, too, that the lives which we live today here, there is a possibility that the pandemic will go longer than certainly we had hoped. As another variant seems to be on the horizon, will another booster be needed? 
and then our own personal stories that leads us into longing, that leads us into wondering if a health diagnosis that has an uncertain future and what will be that prognosis. Or could it be a broken or breaking heart because of a relationship that has gone south or that is failing or completely failed? And could it be from a grief that the void of which was left seems to linger and be so present? And the prophet Isaiah said that he thirsted, reference for those who thirst, that they are to come, that they are to come to a place to receive. And the effects of the destruction on, from Babylonia upon the children of Israel was so real and the longing. Words are easy. Could Isaiah's words be taken as too little, too late? Could they be taken as, well, I've got to say something, so uh, this is what I'm going to say? The road of longing is a road so often that is not short. The lingering thirst that lies within us that touches on the various existence of who we are that road can often be long. We listen. We listen to the words. My word is faithful, the prophet writes. O come, O come and listen. Listen to a promise that's offered by our God. Let God stir your longing into hope. And there is, there's a wonderful quote from Martin Luther who wrote, everything that is done in the world is done by hope. Everything that is done in the world is done by hope. In the first letter of John, we read these words. God first loved us. God first loved us. And it's not that we must resist the bullies of this world being living among us in this community or the bullies on a global scale that inflict needless pain upon the innocent ones. And it's not that God does not have tears and sorrows when he sees what's occurring on the innocent ones, the bodies, and those who love those, those who are living in those bodies, that the tears of our Lord certainly are very full, as they are with you and me, when we have those moments of thirst and wondering and longing, we remember that God first loved us. Our Lenten journey is marked by Christ's journey from Nazareth down to Jerusalem. 
And it was a journey that Jesus took willingly, God's Son. And that journey, as we know so well, took him into the upper room where he instituted the gift of the Lord's Supper and his presence as it's offered to us this day. And then from there, he went into the garden to experience the gosh-awfulness experience of betrayal. And then his journey took him to the cross. And there on Calvary, in the darkness of that Friday, we read in Scripture that he said two words amongst others. He said, I thirst. Our Lord himself, our loving Lord, knows humanity. He knows you and me. He knows about human suffering. He knows about the need. And in his love for us, that was shown most clearly and so vibrantly on Calvary, he demonstrates that the journey was not complete because his body was taken into the tomb. And there, sin, death, and evil itself was swallowed up. Was swallowed up because he loves us, because he cares for us, because he knows that there is hope, hope that prevails, that it is a march away from madness. It is a march away, away from madness. Let it grab us this day. Let us embrace it. And in turn, we are embraced by that resurrection, by that resurrection. And now, graced in God's sustaining love, our thirst and our longings lead us to the cross and hope and hope. Amen. And now may the peace of God fill our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.
We give confession to our Christian faith with the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Drawn close to the heart of God, we offer these prayers for the church, the world, and all who are in need. <clears throat> we pray for the church around the world in all its forms, for pastors, deacons, bishops, chaplains, and mission developers, for church councilors, committee chairs, and all lay ministry leaders, for congregations that contemplate difficult decisions about the future of their ministry. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. For the health of this planet and the well-being of its creatures, for lands impacted by droughts and at risk of wildfires, for fig trees and vineyards that produce fruit for our nourishment and delight, for animal habitats threatened by climate change. Lord, in your mercy. For those who call into positions of civic responsibility, for judges, attorneys, and court administrators, tasked with uncovering truth and delivering justice, for activists and community leaders who cast a vision of a more compassionate and equitable society, Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. For those who call upon you for mercy, for all who live in poverty and experience hunger, for anyone who feels tested beyond their strength, for those who are hospitalized or near death, and for all in need of healing, Lord, in your mercy. For advocacy efforts of this congregation and for those who faith, whose faith lead them to speak difficult truths and engage in difficult conversations with policymakers, for those who promote mercy over vengeance or retaliation. Lord, in your mercy. For whom or what else do the people of God pray? Hear our prayer. Accept the prayers we bring, O God, on behalf of a world in need for the sake of Jesus Christ. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift Let us give thanks. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. 
It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places to give thanks and praise, almighty and merciful God. Through our Savior, Jesus Christ, you call your people to cleanse their hearts and prepare with joy the Paschal Feast that renewed in the gift of baptism, the waters of baptism, that we may come to the fullness of your grace. And so with all the choirs of angels and the church on earth and the host of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. the night in which our Lord was betrayed. He gave thanks, took bread, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, and the cups which you hold. He took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, Drink ye all of it. This cup is the new covenant of my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of all your sin. Do this in remembrance of me. Lord, inspire us to work toward your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Christ is among us. Receive the bread of life. Christ is among us. Receive his presence through the wine.
We pray. We give you thanks, gracious God, for the love you show us in this meal. Send us to bring good news to a hurting world and to proclaim your favor to all. Strengthen with the richness of your grace in and through your Son, Jesus Christ. You can be seated if you would like. I share with you some announcements here. You are invited to the Zoom-only worship during Lent on Wednesday evenings at 7.30, where you are reflecting on the words of Archbishop Desmond Tutu. There is a form in your bulletin, as you may notice already, for donating an Easter lily. Please complete that as you would like. Are there any other announcements in addition to those that are in the bulletin? This is a good place for the benediction. You can rise if you would like. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. And the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace, and give you hope. Amen. Amen. Pastor usually do it or no, I'm the Okay. Well you do it. Okay.